Zoetic Press presents Alphanumeric, a fiction and poetry podcast showcasing pieces from the Non-Binary Review. But before we get started, I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll love. In the podcast Conversations with Authors, Allison Thompson, a.k.a. The Proof Fairy, chats with authors about their process. Allison's a great interviewer, giving her guests plenty of room to talk expansively about their topics. And her guests span a huge variety of authors, both fiction and nonfiction, new and experienced authors, over a vast array of subjects. There is so much to learn from this great podcast, and it's an encouraging listen. Get it on all the podcast apps or at theproofferry.com slash podcast. And now, Sugared, Spiced, Salted by Jamal H. Iqbal. Indian girls are gorgeous, but generally have really scruffy knees. Honestly, he generalized nonchalantly on their first date, staring at the north sky canopying the desert. Dude, wait, what did you just say? She darted straight at the pair of love-struck hearts in his irises. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, like, white girls or you Arab girls, you've got gorgeous knees because you put cocoa butter and shit and kind of take care of your skin, he parried sinking into the beanbag like a baby turtle does each time a curious toddler pokes a carrot into a terrarium. She didn't say anything for a while. The smile was back as she lilted, manicured fingers pointing skywards. Look, the Big Dipper. He thought the worst was over. They continued sitting by the fake oasis, drinking single malt, eating soy crackers, and chatting about the quality of escorts in glitzy glamping resorts. Her knife skills, he'd noticed as she'd shucked a fresh oyster, expertly squeezing lemon over the shell, making a ceviche for him, seemed to come so naturally to her, he wondered why she'd given up surgery for a consultant physician's post. Little did he know those same skills would come to haunt him, starting at dinner date two, all the way to the ninth. The next time they met, she was modeling a Michael Kors LBD as he invited her to an Argentinian asado followed by tango. As she caught his eyes examining her tanned, slightly stubbled legs, out came the tournée. I specifically applied macadamia oil to my legs this evening. Don't you think they're hot? The rest of the evening was a haze of buttery wagyu and Chilean red with some foxtrot thrown in. Along with the constant abrasion of that swift incision pricking into his soul each time they played footsie on the dance floor. The pairing happened on number three. Just as the gold leaf chocolate fondant oozed decadent Bolivian dark from under her silver spoon, out came the repartee. The pastry chef overdid the fondant by a minute, don't you think? The sides are a tad scraped, almost shabby. He must be Indian. By now he knew she'd neither forgotten nor forgiven. As he admired the frescoed roof of the Trattoria pleasantly sipping Sambuca, happy that a few days and three evenings had passed happily without mention of knees, out came the affected D-Vane. For a hotel this overpriced, that chandelier needs a little more polish, don't you think? I hate it when the joints aren't to one's liking. By the time he asked her to Bentoya with his favorite salmon sashimi and raw uni soup in the whole world, and no, 
The talking toilet seat with the choice of temperature had nothing to do with it. Gadget freak and him be damned. He wholly expected her to take a jibe that would fillet him clean. When it did come, I'd like my tofu just slightly butter poached, caramelized to the point of slightly scruffy. Will you please request the chef? He couldn't help but break into a sheepish grin with just a hint of amusement. Halfway through these nightly jousts, he knew she had the power to disarm him at will. So one evening, as they both decided their days had been tiring enough to merit an eat-in-while-catching-Hannibal reruns on his couch, he decided to wait and ignore the on-guard when it would come. But to his surprise, it never did. Not on episode 5. Neither on episode 6 nor 7, although he could have sworn she had something when they dissected the antelope on screen. And somewhere past midnight when season 1 ended, she simply got up, said she must get going, and had an early start the next morning. Finally, he said to himself, finally, she felt that he had felt that he was wrong, and she felt that she had finally made him feel how upset his statement had made her feel. Enfin, it had ended. You're under arrest, she said, cuffing him to the bedpost the night they came home from the great Gatsby party at the Cirque du Soir, for attempting to seduce this gorgeous woman in full public view. As the center of his trousers puffed up in sync with each slide of her Louboutin stiletto, she took baby steps away from the bed and out of his bedroom, giving him teasing glimpses of each article of clothing that shuffled off her body and each inch of the tantalizingly chubby curves they revealed. When he could see her no more, when he heard the soft click of the living room door closing and the crunch of her car on the gravel outside, his eyes finally fell on the dressing table mirror and her scribble in Mac Burgundy number two. You're hereby sentenced to a kneecap, boss. The next afternoon, while she blew into her tangerine soda and giggled at the ice cream mustache she now sported, he couldn't help but think Fuddruckers for late lunch had been a fantastic idea. They'd chunked coins into the jukebox, had cheated on both their diets, and he'd sent her an email prior to meeting her. An email building a case, step by crafted step, of how he wasn't a Y-chromosome douchebag and how he was sorry he'd made the comment about those knees. Licking clean one side of her milk stash, knowing it would get him to break into that charming lopsided grin she loved so much, she drew her scimitar and said, By the way, I forgot to tell you. I think somebody hacked my email, so I terminated the account last night. Hopefully no one mailed me anything of importance this morning. At Maria Bonita's the next evening, he looked at her, tucking into her gorgonzola and lima salad, waiting for the jibe that would inevitably come his way any time now. In fact, the sadist in him waited for it, admiring its delicacy, afraid of its brutality, in awe of its effortless effectiveness. Portioning a piece of queso fresco, she pointed the cheese knife straight to his lips, expertly feeding him with her right even as the left hand continued forking the beans rolling about in her plate. Looking at him with soft, slightly bemused eyes, she blinked. They never discussed the subject of women's knees again, Indian, Arabian, or otherwise. This has been Sugared, Spiced, 
Salted by Jamal H. Iqbal, read for you by Lisa Quintana. Our music was Encountering the Congo by Nesrality, provided by Pixabay.com. Alphanumeric is mixed and mastered by Lisa Quintana. You can get non-binary review on our website, zoeticpress.com, or on Amazon. If you like the podcast, please drop in and give us a rating or a review. And please subscribe. It really, really helps. New work drops every Wednesday. Non-binary review. Because humans are hardwired to tell stories. <laughs>